Welcome back to the Tea and a Buddy podcast. I'm Dominic. And I'm Erica. And today's episode, following with a Halloween-y theme... Ooh. Ooh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. ...is about notorious killers of Britain. Because yes. there's been a few. A very delightful topic. A very delightful topic. <laughs> you love it so much. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, I've I've picked about eight. Okay. There's, there's a is lot that more. All? That's all there is, you know. There's only eight. Oh my god. In written, no. Um, eight notorious ones. Yep. There's Jeez. been there's been, there's probably more, but are we talking like serial killers or serial mass murderers? Or... Well, I mean, serial killers. Yeah. Because they're the ones that capture the imagination <laughs> of the public, aren't like, they? Like it. Yeah. I mean, mass murderers are mass murderers, aren't they, you know? (laughs) But then you've got serial killers, and it's all very strange, isn't it? I mean, the first one up. See if you can guess what the first one is without looking at the list. I've already seen it. Uh, Well, see, can you guess? (laughs) I bet you can. The most notorious killer. The most notorious killer in Britain. Yeah, I would have guessed it anyway, even if I hadn't seen it. Jack the Ripper. Yes. And I mean,. So, I mean, he was never caught, mm. and there's been so many theories over the years as to who it actually was, and right. if there were several people, and whatever, but yeah, he was, I mean, if you don't, if you're not familiar people, with it, like, he's copy, turned into legend cat. now. Like copy. copycat, and copycat killers just doing it under his name Maybe, or yeah, well, I mean, because back then they had no forensic, they had no yeah. DNA or anything like that, so... It was very kind of like, you know, that's how legends grew. Mm. And if you're not familiar with the uh, story of Jack the Ripper, he... What planet do you live on? <laughs> <laughs> he was a... He... Or it could have been a she. But I think it was probably a he back then. Um, they were a killer that stalked Whitechapel and Spitalfields area of London, which is like the East... And back in, the eight, in 1888... That's when they kind of like, that's when the killing started or started to be noticed at least anyway. Yeah. I mean, you say it could have been a she, but I think statistics show that very few women have ever been serial killers. Yeah. I don't know why that if, is, but I, I, yeah. <laughs> women women just don't have that that urge, apparently. Just to go killing people. To go killing they kill ran- They kill people. people, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Women prefer to kill people they know as opposed to strangers. I don't like killing strangers. Not for me. Not for me today. Jack the Ripper, anyway, he was... Um, they typically involved... The attacks typically involved female prostitutes Yeah. who lived and worked in the slums of the East End of London and their throats were cut and abdominal mutilations. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that photo. I think it was of Mary Kelly, Mary Jane Kelly. Oh, yeah. One of the prostitutes, you know, it was an actual, one of the the first, like, crime scene photos, like, taken, you know? Oh, yeah. And it was, looks pretty terrible. It's a real, it's, it's real. A, it's a real photo. I mean, you oh, can't really yeah. see too much, because, I mean, it's from back then. Yeah. But it still looks pretty gruesome and horrific. Oh, God. And, you know, the removal of internal organs from at least three of their victims led to proposals that their killer had some anatomical or surgical knowledge yeah because people thought it was like either a butcher yeah or 
a doctor and I think it's or a surgeon. The, the yeah. cuts were like sort of precise. It yeah, went, they weren't I mean, just they, random they, and I mean, sloppy. They, of, they were quite like neat, like they, someone they, who knew what they were doing, right? Yes, I suppose so. And we, and we, yeah, and what the organs were not found. What was thought that that they did with them? Do we know? We don't. Well, I mean, we don't know because I mean, no DNA. Yeah. You know. But I mean, they didn't have any suspicions. They like, didn't oh, have any suspicions eating, eating them, them or, or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't. We have no idea. Yeah. Um. Rumors that the murders were res- uh, were connected intensified in September and October 1888, and numerous letters were received by media outlets in Scotland Yard from individuals purporting to be the murderer. Mm, yeah. The name Jack the Ripper originated in a letter written by an individual claiming to be the murderer that was disseminated in the media. This letter is widely believed to have been a hoax and may have been written by journalists in an attempt to heighten interest oh, geez. Yeah. in the story and increase their newspaper circulation. And then there's the From Hell letter received by George Lusk of the Whitechapel Vigilance Committee. Much like... That came with half of a preserved human kidney. Purportedly taken from one of the victims, and I mean, they would have been able to, these days. They would if they had DNA, yeah, um, to know whether it was actually actually true, and yeah, because yeah. it could have just been stolen, I suppose, from like from a, a lab, from somewhere. a lab somewhere and cut up or whatever. Mm. Yeah, um, that's so crazy that the media's been like that ever since. Then, the public, you know? the public, because of all this, the public said, "Oh, it's one guy doing it." Yeah. And, you know, and he's he's called Jack the Ripper. But, you know, last week we were talking about, was it last week now? The Brian Laundry, um, Gavin yeah. Tito thing. And the media's doing the same thing here in 2021. Sensationalizing it yeah. all, yeah. Um, I mean, some To get of, it to sell it, yeah. You know, some, some news outlets, of course, are just reporting the facts. But then others, like, have no problem speculating. And it's just like, is that really the media's job to speculate on Well, I what's mean, they're not going to... They're not to going... To theorize, you they're, know, they're, what? They're looking to keep interest yeah. in, on them. I mean, it's worked. Oh, well, we speculate that, you know, mm. Brian Laundrie might be Jack the Ripper. I mean, you expect you know? that... You expect that kind of stuff from the 1800s, don't you? you well, know, that the... it's very kind of like, you know, the, the people were like, ooh, who's this ripper? He's, yeah. He's, he's tearing up the, the slums of East London, mm-hmm. you know, he's, you know, he's, he's killing all the prostitutes and whatever, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. The, the murders stopped in around 1891. Mm. So they went from when to when now? 1888 to 1891. So people either okay. think, oh. So just a few years He was years caught. Then. There's, there's caught like, for another a different crime caught for a different crime yeah. or he got killed himself or you know something happened because it's very hard because people are like oh well you know people back then people were moving through East London it was transient yeah you know it's like someone was there for five minutes and they were under the, under an assumed name there was a heavy Jewish population there was you know a heavy immigrant population mm-hmm. And then they were just moving through there, you know, they they weren't living there that long. Yeah. So it's very likely that he was a transient. Yeah. And he moved somewhere else. He maybe got on a steamship but to America, have, you know. But you, he but he probably wouldn't have stopped killing people. No, he wouldn't have know? stopped killing people unless he was. So, so was then killed there should himself. have been similar yeah. I mean if he was moving on, there should have been similar um murders elsewhere, you know, wherever yeah. that may have been, whether 
elsewhere in Britain or America or wherever, you know. Yeah. You you should have heard about you should have heard about them. So I would think that it's more likely that he probably just died, I guess, you know. Yeah. The police investigation into a series of 11 brutal murders committed in Whitechapel and Spitalfields between 1888 and 1888-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1991-1
and the lives of its of many of its residents were little recorded. Despite continued interest in the case and ongoing investigations by both professional and amateur researchers, the Ripper's true identity will almost certainly never be known. They don't. So they the didn't. End. They didn't say. Yeah, I guess they wouldn't have saved anything from the murders. Like, oh, you know. Just newspaper reports, you know, and a couple hundred years from now, or a hundred years from now, or more, you know, we'll be able to get the DNA off of this and figure out who this guy was. We'll compare it to somebody's ancestry dot com results, and we'll go. This is the guy. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame they didn't just like save anything from the case for for the future. <laughs> I mean, if you could go back in time, then yeah. You could probably figure out who it was, but that's only if you were like conducting an investigation. You got DNA all off the, um, you know, you found the murder weapon, you got DNA off of that, and you got DNA off the victims, yeah. and you managed to match it with someone. Because I guess they, they, I don't know, would they have even known if he like raped them or anything beforehand? Well, they were prostitutes, so they, they naturally assumed that he was. Probably had... Engaging them and then yeah. killing them, you know? Mm, yeah. Anyway, our second notorious killer... Yeah. Uh, ...is well, someone who was caught... eight of these if I don't stop talking. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John George Haig and his crime spanned between 1944 oh, and 49. Geez. Yeah, I remember I showed you. You forced me to watch a, disgust, a very disgusting, disturbing movie about this. He was known as the Acid Bath Murderer, mm. and he was convicted and hanged for the murder of six people, although he claimed he murdered nine. Um, he battered them to death or shot his victims and disposed of their bodies using sulfuric acid before forging their signatures so he could sell their possessions and collect large sums of money. <laughs> he was a fraudster beforehand who thought, oh, I'll just, you know... I'll just, you know, because he was convicted of fraud yeah, beforehand, you know, and then he decided, oh, I'll, um, I guess when we watched A is for Acid, which starred Martin Clunes mm -hmm. as Haig, yeah. they gave the reason for him going, oh, yeah, you know, they can't convict you if they don't have a body. Yeah. yeah. And so he was like, well, I can just, I can just melt the bodies down. I can, you know, dissolve Ugh. them Yeah. in yeah. acid. Yes. A is for acid. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think we get that. <laughs> Higgs' last victim was Olive Durand Deacon, and she was the wealthy widow of solicitor John Durand and a fellow resident at the Onslow Court Hotel where he was living. Mm. Haig by then was calling himself an engineer, and Olive mentioned an idea to him that she had for artificial fingernails. That never took off, did it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he invited her down to the Leopold Road workshop because he, he rented these, like, workshops and stuff where he could stick them in, you know, and then dispose of the acid yeah. in the drain. God. Um, in, 49, in 1949, and once inside, he shot her in the back of the neck with the revolver that he had stolen from someone else and stripped her of her valuables, including a Persian lamb coat, and put her into the acid bath. Two days later... Her friend, Constance, reported her missing. Mm. And then detectives soon discovered Higgs' record of theft and fraud and searched the workshop and found his attaché case containing a dry cleaner's receipt for the coat and and papers referring to every from other people, you know. Because, I mean, he was, he'd killed, like, 
six people, and they were all kind of rich people he'd kind of gotten in with, with his, like, uh, flim-flam ways. You know, I'm an engineer, I've got yeah money, but he did, he, he had, like... And the motive was just to... He was just... For, like, it, to steal from them, was it? It was to steal with from them because he had debts. Yeah. You know, because he was a fraudster. He was a, he was a confidence trickster anyway, but he'd gotten caught and he was kind of re- regretting that someone can, you know, identify him and, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah. You're, you're a fraudster, you know. Yeah. So I'll just kill them, <laughs> you know. Jeez, yeah. And he, wor- he rented a workshop in Sussex and didn't contain a floor drain, unlike the workshop he'd rented at Gloucester Road in London. He therefore disposed of the remains by pouring out the container on a rubble pile at the back of the property. Investigation of the area by pathologist Keith Simpson revealed 28 pounds of human body fat, part of a human foot, human gallstones, and part of a denture which was later identified by Duran Deacon's dentist so during the trial. He, so he got so a bit sloppy there. He got sloppy there. He thought, I'll just pour it out, you know, and yeah. no one will ever come here, you know. Mm. It'll get washed away. But yeah. it was like part of a human foot and gallstones aren't going to, you know. Yeah. And, and dentures and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, he was, he he kind of like captured the public's imagination. They, They, you know, his guilt was pretty much locked in. From the yeah. start, they were like, yeah, he did it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There was no question. And there was no question. I mean, he admitted and he confessed and he was hanged for it, which is... Yeah. I don't know what it was. I guess it was like that kind of thing during the war. People were just going nuts. <laughs> oh, you because, think? <laughs> because the next one, John Christie... Yeah. Oh, I don't recognize his name. Reg Christie, they used to call, call him. Yeah. We watched 10 Rillington Place. Oh, Al- okay. Alec, Was it Alec Guinness? I think Alec Guinness, maybe, maybe it wasn't Alec Guinness who played him in the movie. Yeah. Um. He was known as to his family as friends of Reg because he murdered at least eight people. This is the next one now. Um, Including his wife, Ethel, by strangling them in his flat at 10 Rillington Place. Okay, yeah. Notting Hill God, they've made London. a They've made a movie about all of these freaking maniacs. <laughs> well, except Jack the Ripper. Oh, yeah, they yeah. kind of did with Johnny Depp from Hell, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, oh, there's yeah. been a lot of stuff with Jack the Ripper. Uh, there's Ripper Street, isn't that about yeah. him, surely? But, I mean, that's, that's a, more that's like a, a police series. procedural kind of show. I don't know if that's about Jack the Ripper himself. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But it seems like, no, they've made plenty of stuff about him. Yeah. Surely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, recently they did an adaptation. I think it was like a three-part series we watched. But there's the famous movie, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's Alec Guinness playing him. Jack the Ripper? No, not Jack the Ripper. Um, I thought um, you were talking about Jack the Ripper. <laughs> John Christie. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but no, about... Uh, Ten Rillington Place, it was called. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, he was... Uh, the bodies of three of Christie's victims were found in a wallpaper-covered kitchen alcove soon after Christie moved out of Rillington Place during March 1953. He His um, timeline spanned 1943 to 1953. I mean, that's a little more common i think with serial killers like usually they don't get caught for very easily like very quickly rather usually yeah like... yeah he had lodgers yeah he had lodgers yeah i mean some people just do it and because 
you know, like when, you know, when we go. I think that's part of being a serial killer is that you have this kind of crazy mind that you're like really meticulous with everything you do. And that's, uh, yeah, that's why you pick victims that are sort of the same in some way. Yeah. You usually kill them in the same way. It's like very, very methodical. Yeah. So in, in well, and also people, people like, weren't looking into people, you know, if you killed someone in your house and buried the body or you dissolved it or whatever, unless someone was really like paying attention, then, you know, yeah, it's not like someone all murdered on the street and then ran away. You know? Yeah, yeah. And if you were like well to do like he was, he was a landlord mm-hmm. and he had um, two of Christie's victims were Beryl Evans and her baby daughter, Geraldine, who, along with Beryl's husband, Timothy Evans, were tenants at Town Rennington Place during the late 40s. Yeah. And this case sparked huge controversy after Evans was charged with both murders and he was found guilty. And it was actually Reg. Yeah. You know, John Christie, you know. So wait a minute. So what was like what was his thing? You know, all serial killers. And he was hanged for it too. All serial killers have a thing. So Jack the Ripper's thing was prostitutes. The acid Mm. bath guy's thing was that he was they were all wealthy people that he was like ripping off. Yeah, I think it was just a case of like he did one and then he was like, Oh, you know, that's it. That's the gateway drug. It was just like addicted to the actual Addicted to the actual to doing it. Yeah. That's even that's even like somehow it's even creepier it's even it's, worse it's even really worse. yeah because i mean well i'm not i'm no psychologist yeah but i think they've come out come out and said yeah you know like if, if it's in them to do this yeah then it's it's as easy as one two and three you know mm, yeah but anyway the the controversy surrounding reg christie was timothy evans who was living with him got done for the two murders and hanged in 1950 yeah and then he was a major prosecution witness. Oh, uh, yeah. Because he stood up and tried and said, yeah, yeah, it was definitely him. Oh, jeez. Um, and then when his own crimes were discovered three years later, serious doubts were raised about the integrity of his conviction. I think he eventually received a pardon. Oh, a lot, a lot of good that did. A lot of did. good that did, yeah. But, <sighs> um, he, he himself, he subsequently admitted killing her. Yeah. But not Geraldine. But it's now generally said, you know, because they, they do that sometimes. They go, yeah, yeah, I did it all, except that one. That wasn't me. I don't know who that was. And it's just like, <laughs> who was it then? Yeah. Someone came in and said, ha ha, you, you take the rest, I'll take this one, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, they quashed his conviction. Mm. And, you know, but... You know, it's a, a major mishandling by police because, wow, I mean, yeah. you know, it's like he murdered, he went on to murder four more people then, you know. Jeez, yeah. And he was eventually hanged too, you know. Mm. John Christie. They, they loved hanging people back then. That, yeah, that was the death penalty for murder, yeah. Mm. Um, next one's a, a couple, uh, Ian Brady and Myra Hindley. Yeah. And they yeah. were the Moors murderers. Somehow you haven't shown me any... any... I don't, I, I don't I don't know if they've made one I'm, I'm sure they've made something yeah but I don't know if they've made like a big big enough production of it yeah you know these happened in the 60s mm. and they were carried out by Ian Bray and Myra Hindley between 63 and October 65 and around Manchester the victims were five children ugh 
Oh, what? They killed kids? Yeah, no, they oh, they God. were seriously messed up people. Yeah. And, you know, they were, like, into uh, Nazism and, and all that kind of stuff. And they Jeez. just, they killed kids for fun. Mm. They lured them to the, you know, and killed them for fun. Oh, my God. That's and, why they haven't made a film and, about and they it. Buried them, and, like... they, and they buried them on Saddleworth worth more. You know, people can get on board with killing adults. <laughs> it's just like no we don't want yeah. to know about this um the the um, aged between 10 and 17 and the last one uh, edward evans yeah Ugh. they were only charged for um the, for three like murders both of them and then there was yeah. people because they there was there was still kind of like you know they wouldn't admit to the others and there wasn't enough evidence oh yeah and they received life sentences. Why? I don't understand that. When killers get found out, right? Like, yeah. And they're like, okay, yeah. And so, and they never will tell. That's not true. Sometimes they exaggerate. Sometimes they go, oh, I've killed hundreds yes, of people. Yes, yeah. You know? I've and killed just hundreds like, well, of people. Well, we've only found like 10 bodies. So I've killed so many people, people and yeah. you can't find them and you'll never know where they are. Yeah. I don't, I mean, yeah, I don't understand. I mean, they, you know, they really start bad. confessing then, and it's just like, oh, they can't stop. Yeah. And it's it was the same with, like, John Christie the, and, and these other ones. But I'm a lot of the time, they'll, a lot of the time, they'll do that. They'll only confess to basically what the evidence pins them to, you know? And then there'll be suspicions, oh, well, what about these? And they're just like, no, 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 no. You know, and they'll yeah. never say, even though you know they did it, but you just can't, like... And it's like, you're already in trouble. Why yeah. not just tell us every last person that you've killed so that we can give some closure to these other families, you know? Yeah. And they just won't. It's, they, they just, they just they're won't. just evil, yeah. messed up people. Yeah. I mean, she was characterized... Myra Hindley was characterized in the press as the most evil woman in Britain. Yeah. Um, And Ian Brady was... Um, diagnosed as a psychopath in 1985. He died in 2017. She I mean, died in killing kids. I think she died in 2002. Yeah. And you know when they when they God, like, how young were they then in this like doing this? She was 60 in 2002, so she she was about in her 20s. They were really young. They were oh young and God. they were effed up. And how is yeah? Jeez, were they on drugs or anything? Just crazy. I, I think they were just crazy. I mean, they you know. She said that he had this kind of, like, power over her, mm. and she would have done anything for him. It was a little bit of, like, a Charles Manson situation. Yeah. And I think when he eventually, he, when, when he went, he never wanted to be released once he was caught. Yeah. You know, and, you know, he died in prison and everything, but, you know, he was, like, a psycho. Yeah. Obviously, you know, but she was, like, someone who, who continually tried to get released, I think. Yeah. You know, and people weren't having it because they were like, "Yeah, you were in on it too." Yeah, and um, you were just as guilty. Another, another couple who were just who were <laughs> another just murderous and couple. another murderous couple were Fred and Rose West. Oh God, we're gonna leave everyone like completely depressed by the end of this. Well, yes. <laughs> Happy Halloween. <laughs> um, and they were known to have committed at least twelve murders between 1967 and 1987. Mm. So they went. They they went crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't think many we... of those connected to the kids believe there are several other victims whose bodies have never been found. And he was 
he was um, kind of like casual about it too. You know, all the victims. I think the first victim he, he said was his first wife, who he, who he killed or she killed. Yeah. Because they were burying them in their their house in twenty five Cromwell Street. They were burying them in the back garden, and they had like nine kids or something. Oh yeah. And I think he killed his stepdaughter. He killed someone else. They went out and they they brought people back and killed them, and they were like. And none of the kids saw or anything? The kids were all, the kids were all effed up by stuff because they were sexually abusing and, them oh, and all that geez. kind of stuff. They were, they were just seriously screwed up people. Oh, God. And, but investigators, you know, when they caught Fred and then they eventually arrested Rose too, she always proclaimed she was innocent, but... The investigators was like, no, she was no, there was no way she she had to have done it. Yeah. And he was like keeping, Fred was keeping her all out of it. Oh, yeah. Until she was like having nothing to do with him and trying to like say that it was all him. And I was, oh, I didn't know about any of this until he said, actually, yeah, she was, she was, she was <laughs> in on it. <laughs> yeah, she was in on it. And, and he eventually hung himself in prison in 95, well, just after he was caught and she remain you know she remained in prison and the weird thing is her and myra hindley had some sort of like brief affair in prison myra was from the first murderous couple yeah oh jeez and then and then and then they turned and then that turned sour because they were trying to like compete against each other to be prison royalty and all you couldn't make this stuff up really They, they did a documentary on it last year, I think, of oh like the, the the tr- the story between Myra Hindley and Rose West. That sounds like something that would have appeared on Netflix. It's, uh, <laughs> Netflix, yeah, something like that, yeah. But yes, probably the most notorious one um, is Peter Sutcliffe. Aside from Jack the Ripper. Aside mean? from Jack the Ripper, well, yeah. his, his moniker was the Yorkshire Ripper. Oh yeah. And he was killing like women and girls. For like five years. So this was sort of a copycat thing. It was sort of a copycat yeah. thing, but he he claimed when he was caught he'd had the voice of God telling him to do it, which may be what Jack the Ripper was doing too, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, God is telling and, me to, and to this kill was all when? these people. In the 70s? 1975 to 1980. And this... I'm very impressed that, like, Britain catches their serial killers so quickly because it seems like when uh, we have this serial... one was seriously mishandled it seems like when we have a serial killer West in america Tripoli. it just goes on and on and on for decades before they're freaking caught you know yeah i can't think of when the last one was it was in the news or anything but yeah it seems like yeah well yeah impressive that <laughs> he was like a lorry driver Oh yeah, and he he killed in like all over the all over the north, basically. Lorry drivers, basically like an truck eighteen wheeler, yeah, yeah truck, truck driver. driver, yeah. <laughs> and he regularly used the services of prostitutes, and he was arrested for driving without with false number plates. Oh, because so much had happened. What the West Yorkshire police were going on is, oh yeah, there's been another murder, and it's it's probably the same guy. And then so many people were, like, hoaxing them as mm. well. Oh, God. <sighs> and there was, there, was fam- so there, there, was a, there was a famous one, Wearside Jack, yeah. who recorded his voice going, I am Jack, I see you have no luck in catching me. He was from, like, we- from up north. Yeah. And so they were believing this guy to be from Newcastle. 
Yeah. And when they finally caught Sutcliffe, he says, "Yeah, when that was going on, I felt safe <laughs> because I'm not I'm I'm not a Geordie. I'm from, you know, I'm from Shipley. I'm from Yorkshire. Yeah. So you would they were chasing that guy. Oh God. And you know it was just it was it was basically a, a monumental humiliation. They eventually found the hoaxer too. Good. I hope they. Years later, 20 years later, they eventually found the hoaxer. He was like this John Humble. He was this guy who was a big drinker or whatever. And when they f- they matched his DNA because he'd been done for like a driving offence. Yeah. And they had some DNA on the the envelope he'd sent the tape in. Oh, and yeah. And they, they opened up the tape and it was like a one in a million shot of getting this guy. Yeah. And they were like, this is him. We've got him in the database. <laughs> Oh my god! So let's go get him, you know. Yeah, good. And he says, "Oh yeah," I tr-, and he, he, he eventually said, "Oh, I tried to, you know, I I had remorse at the time, and I called them, and I said, oh, that we are side Jack's a hoax. It's me.' Yeah, I, you know, but they didn't listen, and then a couple of more girls were killed by Sutcliffe in the meantime. You oh know. Oh my god! But yeah, no, he was <sighs> he was imprisoned, and then he died. <laughs> this guy. But yeah, it was probably the, one of the largest and most expensive manhunts in British history. Yeah. And it was just, you know, he's he died in 2020. He got COVID-19, Sutcliffe. Oh my God! He was in jail. So oh my he got, God. I mean, he was, he was a paranoid wow. schizophrenic and oh, his was eye he? was, you know... Um, taken out by another prisoner or something, oh, you know? Geez. Yeah, he was, I mean... Crazy people, but yeah, yeah. To hurry this along, now, yeah, running out of time here. <laughs> well, maybe last one, Dennis Nilsson. We watched him. Uh, there you go, another. Because <laughs> they haven't done one about Sutcliffe yet, and that's, they, they you know... love doing films on these guys on the BBC. <laughs> let's oh, let's make a murdery film today. Yeah. Um, and David Tennant portrayed him because he looked exactly like him. Oh, this is the okay, David Tennant yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. you. So he was um, a guy, he was a Scots guy who lived in, he was called the Muswell Hill um, killer, the Muswell Hill murderer, because he lived in Muswell Hill and all his murders were taken. He he murdered about 12 to 15 people. Mm. And he was like, you know, various guys would be lured through deception and then he was killing them by strangling them. And then maybe drowning them too. And then following each murder, Nilsson would observe a ritual in which he bathed and dressed the victim's body, which he retained for extended periods of time before dissecting and disposing of the remains by burning them in a bonfire or flushing them down a toilet. (sighs) And his murders were discovered by a dino rod employee who was come to check the drains. Oh, yeah. And, you know... The drains were like overflowing with like human remains, like fleshy things. God. And when it when he said it, goes, oh, this looks kind of like um, human remains. And Nelson goes, you know what that is, don't you? Someone's been flushing their Kentucky Fried Chicken down the toilet. Yeah. Because you know they were all like bones and yeah. or whatever, and and so they're like, oh, we'll, we'll come back tomorrow. And he he told his supervisor and. They eventually came back and the drains had been cleared and they were like, yeah, this is suspect now. <laughs> yeah. Call the cops. Yeah. So they called the cops and well, we saw they, they pretty much, they waited for him to come home. Mm-hmm. 
and as soon as they opened the door, um, they smelled the rotting corpse yeah. of whatever, a couple of corpses, and they were because oh, that's how awful, you know? Yeah. And he, and the inspector was like, oh, stop messing about. Where's the where's the rest of the body? You know, because yeah, yeah. we know it's you. Yeah. And then he just came clean. You know, he says, oh, I'll talk to you about it. I'll, I'll tell you all about it down at the police station. <laughs> and he did, and right? And he did, and he was just like, I'm glad you caught me. And it's like this relief. Yeah. They start doing something, and it's like, oh. And it's like people doing something bad, doing something bad, and they just want to be caught, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. But they don't, obviously. You know, <laughs> you know. But yeah, he became known, Nilsson became known as the Muswell Hill murderer, and, you know, as he committed his later murders in the Muswell Hill district of London... Um, he died at York Hospital in 2018 of a pulmonary embolism. In York? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's where he was. He was up at, like, in prison. He was in prison. Huh? Yeah. I mean, a lot of these people got life and they meant life, you know, and yeah. it was just like no possibility of parole. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, yeah, you know. We know you've done we it. We know you've, you've done confessed. it. You've confessed. <laughs> to let you out now, it's not worth it's not worth your life yeah well it's like they're a danger to the public aren't they it's just well they're a danger to the public yeah because i mean myra hindley was again another one who was trying to get released all the time and she was lying about being reformed and changed and all that kind of stuff and she would have been killed when she got out anyway so it's like yeah really quickly it looks like you only have one more left so oh yeah harold shipman Oh, I recognize that name. Yeah, he was probably the most prolific serial killer of Brit in British history. You've said that about several now. No, no, I mean, you know, the other one's terrible, but he was a doctor yeah. who was killing his patients and right and getting them to leave them stuff in the will and oh stuff. Oh my god. He was in, and they were elderly too, and he was oh, saying they died. No, I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> I he don't was, I cannot take that. He was found guilty of the murder of 15 patients under oh, his care. Geez. But his total number of victims was approximately 250. Oh, my God. Because he started in, like, 1975. How do they, I mean, how do they know that? They, they just looked back at his all his cares and, and you know, because he recorded all of them as a doctor. He was, like, the, the last one to see them alive, you know. Yeah. The doctor of death. His last victim was Kathleen Grundy, who was found dead at her home in 1998. And he was the last person to see her alive. He later signed a death certificate recording the cause of death as old age. Grundy's daughter, um, who was a lawyer, became concerned when another solicitor said that a will had been made, apparently by her mother, with and he was, this is, this is, you know, he doubted the authenticity of it, you know. Uh, The will excluded Woodruff and her children, which was the daughter, and but left three hundred and eighty-six thousand <laughs> to Shipman, oh, and he said, "Get the police involved because something's go- weirds going on here." It makes you terrified to get old, doesn't it? It's just like, geez, there's so many people so quick to take advantage of you and kill you. Apparently, yeah. I mean, <laughs> really, you know, because makes you feel sick. They exhumed her body and found traces of diamorphine, which is heroin. And often used for pain control in terminal cancer patients. Yeah. And he claimed that Grundy had been an addict and showed them comments <laughs> he had written to that effect in his computerized medical journal. <laughs> However, examination of the computer showed that they were written after her death. Oh my god. Uh... So, yeah, he was... And, you know, they, that shook up the 
uh, the British Medical Association right then, you know, well, of dispensing yeah. stuff and, you know, yeah. you know, he, the shipman effect. Oh, God. But yeah, so he hung, he hung himself in prison, you know, and, you know, again, people were annoyed about it. Yeah. Because I remember, I think it was the Home Secretary well, yeah, came out. Yeah, because you want someone to, you want someone to have their punishment. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, like, yeah. And they were like... just angry about it. The Home Secretary came out and says, oh, it's great. You wake up in the morning and you fe- and you hear that Shipman's topped himself. And you think, oh, is it too early to open a, bo- open a bottle of champagne? But then you discover everyone's upset about it. Yeah. Because, you know. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. I mean, he was, he's possibly, they they did make a movie about him too, but we never. Oh, no, I can't. I don't yeah. want to see someone killing old people. <laughs> old people and kids. It's just like, no. <laughs> just terrible. But yeah, there you go. Happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> it's just like, I hope you're not listening to this before you go to bed. You're going to have nightmares. I mean, we, we don't want to go into the murder, because there's a lot of like murder uh, podcasts out oh, there. Oh yeah, some yeah, great yeah. ones. So you know we're we're kind of treading on their true, toes with true this. True crime, yeah. True crime, yeah. But anyway, anyway. Hope you found that interesting. Yes, I guess. <laughs> Thank you so much as always for tuning in. We really appreciate your support. Be sure to check us out on social media. We are at T Buddy T E A B U T T Y on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we'll talk to you next time. Talk to you next time. Bye. <laughs>